Hi. Hello. <laughs> uh, geez, it's been quite a while since I've been up here. Uh, this is actually my favorite church in the whole world. And uh, because t to me it's a monument uh, that when I was just coming back from being a, a backslidden Christian, I was praying with some people and I'd never prayed out loud and these guys prayed out loud and, and uh, kind of made <laughs> me nervous. But while we were praying, the Lord showed me uh, a picture in my spirit and in the picture I was the senior pastor in a four-square church in Billings, Montana. There were a lot of brown-skinned people in it, and I was the happiest I'd ever been in my life. And so I didn't know what to do th with that, so I went to Pastor Stan, because he was the head of four-square, and uh, I told him what I saw, and he's like, well, Grove, uh, <laughs> let's wait and see if it was the Lord or if it was pizza. <laughs> and then uh, about 15 years later, Pastor Stan asked me if I would start a church, and I and uh, he, he, he said, do you want to take an existing church or start your own church? I said, if you take an existing church, you inherit somebody else's headaches. Uh, and I said, I'd, I'd like to start a church. And he said, South Side? I said, yeah. And he went, yes. And he was excited about it. And... Uh, but I wanted the church to last beyond me. Uh, you know, I've seen churches where the, ch the pastor was a star, and when he was gone, the church didn't last. And, uh, and so I pass the baton to Ben Blakesley, who I'd worked with as in youth group when he was a kid, and uh, when he went home to be with Jesus, he asked Pastor Stan if he would take it. And, of course, you all know Pastor Stan said, well, he didn't say yes immediately. God had to kind of shake him on it. But then he just passed the baton on to, to Jared a few weeks ago. And... Um, so then Pastor Jared got COVID and, uh, and texted me and asked if, if I would speak for him. And I said, I'd love to. And it was pretty short notice. So he, uh, he uh, got Rachel to come from Faith Chapel. And were you all here last week? Didn't she do a great job? I, I really thought she did. And so I was talking to her. I didn't know her before that. And I asked her what she did at Faith Chapel. And she said she has 
Pammy Todd's old job. And Pammy Todd was the director of kids ministry at uh, Faith Chapel for a hundred years. <laughs> and uh, I used to work with kids ministry and Pammy had a huge influence on me and my life. And, and I always say that those little kids in Sunday school turned me into a pastor. Uh, and I, I really think that. They gave me the heart to be a pastor. Does anybody here besides me, you can be honest, like to watch TV? <laughs> Got a few of us. Well, I do. And uh, I, I like the Olympics. I like watching different parts of the Olympics. Uh, Uganda got a medal, right? And, uh, but, uh, but I, when I was in high school, I was in gymnastics, and, but I wasn't very good at it. And uh, so I really like to watch gymnastics, and, and I like to watch Simone Biles, who is like the best in the whole world. And uh, so when she got the twisties and wasn't able to keep doing it, uh, it was kind of a bummer for all of us, I think, uh, who liked gymnastics. Uh, but if she hadn't stepped back, then... Uh, uh, the Lee gal, Suni Lee might not have won a gold medal as the all-around gymnast. Uh, I better pay attention to my notes. Uh, <laughs> so Bev and I, if you look at, Bev's my wife back there, and she's got a t-shirt on that says, Binge Jesus. And so we got into watching this uh, it's called a crowd-funded uh, series on Jesus and his chosen disciples called The Chosen, and, and we just love it. And uh, it's, it has now, it's like a series, and it has like 16 episodes, and I've watched all 16 a number of times. I just think it's so good that I think it's, for me, it's the best portrayal of Jesus and the gospel in any movie I've ever seen. And so we're really into watching that, and I can't wait for the next five seasons. And uh, I've even watched the interviews with the actors, and it's so different than Hollywood. These, these uh, actors actually love them, love each other. And it's, it's, it, they're like a family, and it's really nothing like Hollywood. You know, there's not prima donnas, and um, each player feels honored and blessed to get a part, to be a part of telling Jesus' story and the disciples' story. So I asked Jared if we could do uh, a Bible study 
on the chosen. And, and he said, yes, that in the fall, we'll actually be showing the films uh, and doing a Bible study from the books here, in, in, I think, in the fall. And uh, so, well, Bev and I agree on watching The Chosen. We like to watch the local news. I don't like the national news anymore. And we like to watch Jeopardy. Uh, but there's lots of stuff that Beverly likes to watch and I don't like to watch it. <laughs> she loves to watch HGTV <laughs> and the Food Channel. And uh, they don't do anything for me, but sometimes I'll sit and watch them with her just to kind of humor her. And uh, now football, that's good. And did you see the game yesterday? And so it just started up again, and they're having the preseason, and I'm a Broncos fan, and the Broncos won 33-6, to six, right? <laughs> and uh, so, but, but also, an interesting, it, I like to watch Tom Brady. Uh, I never really liked him. But he went to Tampa Bay, and the first year he's there, they win the Super Bowl. I mean, he's an amazing football player that he can do that with new people. But anyway, so back to the sermon. <laughs> but I woke up Wednesday morning, and I was thinking about HGTV. Like, why would I be thinking about HGTV? And this thought kind of jumped into my head. And it was, God does remodels. And it was funny because I almost thought it was the Lord. And, uh, and so I started thinking about remodels. And... We have both watched a lot of remodels on HGTV, uh, but we've also been a part of remodels that when we bought this building, uh, we had to remodel it. It was the Qualex photo finishing building before it was the Hope Center. And so we had to come in and demo it you know, tear out walls and, and uh, uh, change the plumbing and, and all that. And, uh, and so there were huge photo processing uh, machines in, in this very room. Uh, and it smelled like chemicals everywhere. And, uh, and so when it was time to leave Garfield School, Garfield School is where we started the Hope Center, and uh, we, we came here. 
And the thing about Garfield is we never had people walking in off the streets. And, but here, it's right between downtown and South Park, and so we get all kinds of walk-in business from the south side, if you can call it walk-in business. Uh, but it's amazing how people love to demolish things. You know, you give them a sledgehammer and a mask and safety goggles and, and the muscles and the noise and, and the dirt, and people just love to demolish things. But why do people remodel buildings? Houses, churches, whatever. Uh, because they want to make it into something better. Something more up to date or more suited for what they want to do. On HGTV... I wonder what I, I often wonder what was so wrong with that house in the first place. You know, to me personally, it was already a pretty nice house. And they go in and they tear out the kitchen, tear out the walls, and start over. Uh, but I wonder what it would be like if we met Jesus. And he started working on us as individuals. And together with him, we did a remodel on our own heart or our own life. You know, Jesus was a carpenter, right? He could build things. So, so when I'm thinking about this, Psalm 139 one th yeah, 139 came to my heart and to my mind. And I, I don't know if you all know what that psalm is, but it's a wonderful psalm where, where David is talking about the wonder of God creating him. And he's saying, Lord, you know everything about me you know when i get up you know when i lay down you even know what i'm going to think before i think it uh, and there's nothing you don't know about me and i can't hide from you if i go up you're there if i go down you're there if i go over there you're there and and it goes on and it says this. It says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My fame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body, and all the days ordained for me were written in your book 
before one of them came to be. Uh, you know, God knows you more intimately than you know yourself. And from the beginning to the end, he knows it all. And what is so amazing, he knows everything, and yet he loves you. He loves you. Knowing everything you're going to do, what you're going to think, uh, and he still loves you. But the reality is, we have all messed up. If you fill the lines in, that's that line. We have all messed up. Uh, I don't know about you, but I have messed up a lot. I remember, and I still mess up. Anybody else with me? You still mess up? I remember, I don't know if you've messed up this much, but I was sitting in jail in Colorado Springs, Colorado, <laughs> thinking about why I was there. And I had started going to college. I was going to the University of Montana in Missoula, and for during the summer, I went back to Colorado Springs, and I was staying with my old high school friends. I was, um, I was actually born and raised in Colorado Springs. And the only thing about my friends were they had gotten into drugs, and they were actually selling drugs. And I had a, a job as a, uh, working in a lawn mowing business. And so Monday through Friday, I would go and uh, go to work. And I wasn't selling drugs, but they would just give them to me. So I could use them. I wasn't buying them either. And so one Saturday, they decided we should all go out to lunch. We went downtown, went to Giuseppe's to lunch, and they all went out back to do a drug deal. And I'm like ordering my lunch and stuff like that. And pretty soon a guy comes in and shows me his badge and asks if I will come out back with him. And so I complied. I went back with him, and when we got back there, all of my friends were spread eagle against the police car, and he, they asked me to join them, <laughs> and, and they read us our rights. You have the, the right to remain silent. Uh, 
Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. I'm sure you've heard that on a detective show or something. Maybe some of you have heard it firsthand. Uh, and then they took us downtown and they booked us. And so I was thinking about it. I was in jail because the friends that I kept. If I wasn't with those friends, I wouldn't be in jail. And, and I like to say when I'm speaking in the jail or the prison, I say, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. I promise you. And it's true. And so they... You know, they didn't send me to prison or anything. They did all my friends, though. And, uh, but they let me go, and I, I went back to college. And I made college students and professors my friends. And I ended up graduating from the U of M. And then when I got saved... I started hanging around with pastors. You know what happened? I ended up becoming a pastor because we become like the people that we associate with, the ones we love the most. And but we've all messed up. I you know, I'm sure there's a lot of stories in this place. Uh And we still mess up to one degree or another. Look at this scripture. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes. No matter who we are, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of, of our sins. See, Jesus is all about helping people get it right after they've got it wrong. He loves to do that. 1 John 1.8 says that if we claim to have no sin, we only are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. And so this isn't meant to be condemning to anyone, uh, but it's the truth that we all have to be careful about judging others. Because the reality is that we have all messed up and we all still mess up. But a cool thing to think about is though we mess up, we can examine ourselves. We can examine ourselves. 
One of the things I really like to do really regularly is self-checks to look at myself and try to see how I am doing with Jesus, how I'm doing with the Lord. And one of the big scriptures I use to do a self-check is uh, some scripture Jared talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, And it's the greatest commandment from when Jesus was asked by the Pharisees uh, what which the greatest commandment was. Why don't you read this one with me? This is how Jesus replied. Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So I I think for all of us that we should always be checking ourselves and making sure that we are loving God and that we are loving people. It is the most important thing for us to do as Christians. And the second self-check I use is inspecting my own fruit from the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5. Let's look at this. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. So we can tell by our own emotions, our own attitudes, um, whether or not we are living in the Spirit or if we are living in the flesh. When I get stuck at a railroad crossing and I start feeling impatient, I like to stop and think about that I am having a great opportunity here to practice being patient. (laughs) And if I'm feeling angry or I've lost my peace, or I've lost my joy, I know that I'm getting off track. And I need to get back to Jesus and focus on him again. So when I retired uh, from this place, um, and I passed the church on to Ben Blakesley, 
I took a part-time job at the Yellowstone Boys and Girls Ranch. And I was uh, a youth mentor for the YB YBGR. And uh, so when we would get stuck at a railroad crossing, I'd say, oh, great, guys. We get a practice being patient. <laughs> and they'd look at me like, are you crazy? <laughs> but really, the nine fruit of the Spirit, they tell me personally if I am in step with the Holy Spirit. And I think that anyone who is around me can also quickly tell if I'm in the flesh or in the spirit. And I think that's a good test for any of us. Jesus said this. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? See, I, I think if we can see the bad fruit in our lives before other people do, <laughs> we, we get better quicker. And none of us likes people to tell us, you know, right? We don't like people showing us where we're wrong. In a remodeling project, you have to first decide what you don't want or what doesn't belong there, and then you do the, the demolishing job uh, on it to clear the space for what you do want, something beautiful, something good. And the, the last fill in there, you don't have to be bad to get better. You don't have to be bad to get better. One of the downsides of be having been a Christian for a long time is that you might actually be a pretty good Christian. Uh, we don't have any blatant, outstanding sins that everybody can see. Uh, on November 28th, uh, this year, I'll, I'll have been a Christian for 40 years. So it's my 40th birthday. But when we have lived like a Christian for a long time, we can lose the passion that we once had for loving and following Jesus. Uh, maybe we regularly attend church and we give to the church, we read our Bibles, but Jesus no longer holds the highest place of honor in our lives. If we have prospered to some degree and have uh, accumulated some wealth, sometimes 
our wealth can come between us and the Lord. We can get so comfortable where we may no longer want to take big steps of faith for the Lord. You know that when the Israelites began to fall away and, and worship things, you know when that happened? After God gave them the promised land and they no longer had to trust God each day for their provisions. And I think that maybe when I was younger, Maybe I was more willing to trust God for bigger things than I am now. I remember being on an airplane. I was flying to China to smuggle Bibles to the communist Christians. And we were flying at 32,000 feet. Have you ever flown that high? It's so cool. You look out the window and you can see the curve of the earth. And I'm up there and I had quit my job. I was an art director in an advertising agency. Uh, and I quit because my boss didn't want me to take my vacation. It wasn't a, a fast time of year or anything. It was a slow time of year. But I just felt like the Lord wanted me to do this. I had rent to pay. I had child support to pay. And I didn't know what I was going to do for a living when I got back to the U.S. Uh, and I opened my Bible and I read these verses. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And and when I read that, God's peace came over me, and I, I knew it was, was going to be all right. And the trip was amazing. We had Chinese soldiers giving their lives to Jesus on, on the streets of Guangzhou, China. And in Manila, we prayed for lepers and and drove demons out of a nurse in the leopard hospital. And when we got back, a friend of mine gave me a job who had a, a, a design agency. And then a year later, I started working at the Billings Gazette. And I don't know if you all know Nadine Bittner, but she does the PowerPoint when Bev isn't there. And we worked together. And so we started a, a Bible study in the Gazette. And God used our Bible study to spread the love of Jesus through 
a secular news, or newspaper. And uh, two of my bosses got saved. And people who were supposed to die didn't die. And ladies who couldn't have babies now have young adult children. And it was just awesome. And uh, I guess a personal thing that scares me the most is that in my old age, I might just get comfortable and live to be comfortable more than to be useful to God. So Bev has all these ideas from watching HGTV. <laughs> she decided we needed to paint our kitchen cabinets and put this antiquing on them, so uh, we did. It took days. And uh, it's not that they were bad, but she thought they could be better. And so we redid them. And then the last project was to totally remodel our main floor bathroom. And the bathroom was okay. Wasn't it art? <laughs> it had a shower. It had a sink, it had a toilet, it had a cabinet, towel racks, everything you need <laughs> for a bathroom. But she wanted a tub. It also had two doors, so I could cut through the bathroom to get to the kitchen better, quicker for snacks, <laughs> right? But so we called Tim Hieronymus, and he came over and helped us plan it and put in a, a wall and stuff and figure it out. And it wasn't that it was really bad, but she thought it could be better. And that's kind of what I'm talking about today, is maybe I'm not as bad as I used to be, but is there something that I can remodel to make myself better and more useful to Jesus? Is there some adjustments that can make me better? Jesus said this to the church of Laodicea in, in Revelation. He says, but since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth you say, I'm rich, I have everything I want, I don't need anything. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been, has been purified by fire, then you will be rich. Also buy some white garments from me so you will not be ashamed by your nakedness and ointment 
for your eyes so you will be able to see. Now, you know, I think that when I preach, I'm actually preaching to me as much as I am you, right? Uh, but I'm always cautious of thinking that I have it all together because I've been a Christian for so long and a pastor for so long. And verses like these really help to wake me up uh, um, and see where I really am with Jesus. It's so important that we stay in love. In love with God and in love with our neighbors, in love with people. Doing things like reading our Bibles, having daily time with Jesus, going to church, giving, and encouraging others and serving are good ways to do that. So, is there anything in our lives that we might remodel or revamp? Is there any part you'd like to demo or get rid of in your life? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you love us the way we are, but you love us too much to leave us the way we are. And if you're here and you say, you know, I think God wants to do some remodeling in my life. When I look at my life, there are some things I don't like and I want to remodel. And if that's you, would you lift your hand to the Lord and I'll pray for you? Lord, I just pray for those who are lifting their hands all through the room, Lord. Jesus, I pray. Thank you that there's no condemnation with you. Thank you that you love us where we are and you want to bring us higher and closer. And Lord, I just pray you pour out your Holy Spirit in these lives. And lastly, if there's anybody here and you say, you know, uh, I don't even know that I have a relationship with Jesus, but I want to ask him into my life today. And if there's anybody who'd like to do that, would you lift your hand and look at me? And I would love, amen, I agree with you. Lord, thank you for this one. Thank you what you're doing here and what you continue to do with us. In Jesus' name, amen.